Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi folks, Michael here, welcoming you back to another episode of Ghibli Attack. This is another break from the norm for us. You know how we like to grab any anime filmmaker who happens to be passing through town and speak about their work and their careers? Well, here's another one of those, a very special one, because out in cinemas this week in the UK is the film Blue Giant, the jazz anime that was released in Japan last year, and I had the chance to speak with director Yuzuru Tachikawa about the film and his career and so much more beyond that. Now, I realise that some of you may not have heard about Yuzuru Tachikawa before, so let's go through some of the headlines of his career. He's been working for some years now at places like Madhouse and elsewhere, working on series such as Bleach and Lupin III, Terror in Resonance, the series that was directed by Shinjiro Watanabe from 2014. He's also worked on his own series as lead director as well, Mob Psycho 100, Death Parade, Decadence and then feature films as well, such as Death Billiards in 2013, and more recently, films in the Detective Conan franchise. He did Zero the Enforcer from 2018, and then last year, he did Black Iron Submarine, which is the 26th film in the Detective Conan franchise. It's one that we don't really tend to get over here in the UK, but it's a huge deal in its own right. I think that Black Iron Submarine was third at the Japanese box office last year, a huge box office success. And of course, there's Blue Giant in the mix as well. A real achievement here is that Yuzuru Tachikawa has been nominated for two films at the Japan Academy Film Awards Best Animated Feature category. Both the Detective Conan movie and Blue Giant are in the category, up against a little film called Boy and the Heron, as well as Toto-chan, The Little Girl at the Window, and the latest film in the long-running Kitaro franchise. I have a feeling that a certain film may win in that category, but wow, what a great showing to have two feature films in that category at the same time. Now let's talk about Blue Giant. It's adapted from a long-running manga, which I've read and I really love, but then again, I am a jazz head. But let's have the synopsis for the film direct from distributors, Anime Limited. Dai Miyamoto's life is turned upside down the day he discovers jazz. A former high school basketball player, Dai picks up a saxophone and begins practicing day and night, determined to become one of the greatest of all time. 
He leaves his sleepy hometown for the bustling nightclubs of Tokyo, but soon finds the life of a professional musician is not for the faint of heart. His passion eventually wins over the cocky but talented pianist Yukinori, and after Dai convinces his friend Shunji to learn the drums, they launch a new jazz trio whose rough sound contains a raw energy that quickly wins attention from local audiences. But what does it take to truly be great? What a question to put on the shoulders of one anime feature. But honestly, if Blue Giant is playing near you, I'd recommend checking it out, if only to hear the amazing soundtrack coming out of big cinema speakers. The score has been composed by Hiromi Uehara, who's a virtuoso jazz pianist who I've been listening to for some years now, and it's amazing to hear her music in this film. And beyond that, Blue Giant is quite a gem that captures youthful passion and that excitement and thrill of discovering an area of obsession and then finding the people who will help you, enable you through that obsession, playing together, performing together, honing your talents, practicing all the thrill of performances in this film. And it uses an interesting mix of different techniques within animation to capture the thrill of performance traditional 2D animation sitting side by side with CG techniques, rotoscoping, motion capture, the whole smorgasbord is in this film, trying to capture the subjective experience of performing and listening to music, but then almost the objective experience creating the 3D space that is the jazz club, the rehearsal space within which magic can happen. But really, that's enough from me. Let's hear now from Yuzuru Tachikawa. If you've not listened to one of our interview podcasts before, the way we edit this is almost BBC News style. You'll hear my question, followed by a little snatch of the interviewee's response in Japanese, which will then fade out and be replaced by the translated English. So thank you to Bethan Jones for being our translator for this conversation. If you want to hear the whole conversation with the full Japanese intact, you can go all the way to the end of the episode. We'll put a little timestamp in the show notes and you can hear the full conversation there. But for now, let's go to my conversation with director Yuzuru Tachikawa. Mr. Tachikawa, thank you so much for speaking with me today. And also, congratulations. The news came in, I guess, this morning for us about the Japan Academy Film Prize, and you're doubly nominated for both Blue Giants and the Detective Conan movie. What was your reaction to that news when it came in? It's a huge honor. Uh, I never thought I'd be double nominated, so I was delighted to hear that. And the best thing is that it's going to uh, mean a lot more people get the chance to see these films. Absolutely. We are film fans on this podcast. And I'm always fascinated when speaking with people that work in animation about what the difference is between working on TV series versus working in feature animation within huge franchises like Detective Conan or then a film like Blue Giant. How do these projects differ? How are they different? It's not much difference when you're approached with a project as a director, um, but if there's a if there is a manga or if it's based on on another work, then obviously you're trying to interpret that work and and take the the strengths of it. Um, whereas if you're working on an original project, you're you're working from scratch with your team. If if there is a uh, if it is based on a manga or something, then you 
you and your team are of course um entrusted with 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 that story and you have to take care uh, to do it justice mm, so please tell me about how blue giant came on your radar then how are you first involved in the project were you, what were you excited to tackle with this project もともと、えっと、漫画自体は、え、存在は知っていたんですけど、読んだことはなくて、え、計画したいという。え、but um episodes and plot points along the way and I thought it would be good to have that uh the length of a series to develop the characters but the main reason for wanting to do it as a film was to let the audience uh, experience the jazz performances with a cinema sound system Absolutely and of course we should shout out the the soundtrack which has also been acclaimed and been nominated for prizes as well we'll talk about that in a minute but I find it fascinating about I've read the manga as well and it doesn't start at the beginning of the manga it chooses a point to start of moving to Tokyo so at what point was that decided and why えっとまあ、I did think about having the first scenes in Sendai and then moving to Tokyo um when I was writing it but because the film isn't just about Dai, you've also got Yukinori, you've also got Tamada. And considering the length of the film, we needed to s- get to Tokyo pretty quickly, um, or there wouldn't be room for all, the, all those characters to grow. So it was decided fairly early on that that's what would happen. One of the things uh, we struggled with at the beginning was how to portray the character of Dai, because as the protagonist of a film, we thought maybe he needed more conflict more maybe he needed more obstacles to overcome um but we figured that would make him a different character to the to the one that's portrayed in the manga um so we we didn't do that in the end but the scene at the beginning in sendai in the snow where he's practicing out in the snow in the cold we thought would go some way towards showing what kind of determination he has and and how um solitary he is in pursuing that Something I love about the film you know, that's different from starting the manga at the beginning is that you are presented with these so many different perspectives. Of course, you have Dai at the middle. He's so full of passion and raw talent. But then you also have the musical prodigy who's been playing piano since he was five, six years old. You have the drummer who only picks it up because he wants to hang out with some friends. But then you also have older characters as well all the way down to the the white collar salaryman worker who just comes along because he was given a flyer all experiencing jazz from different perspectives i wonder where do you land within all those characters are you the the fierce passionate one or the the one that's coming to jazz late in life not really heard much jazz at all um i didn't know anything about it until uh this project uh, came along so i suppose i would be more like the guy who gets given the flyer and goes along and then gets hooked um the first thing i did um when uh, i 
got came on board with this project was was start taking saxophone lessons uh, which I then continued for about two years altogether because I didn't know how to get a sound out of a saxophone I didn't know what happened if you press the different buttons uh, so that's where I started so how good did you get at saxophone after two years for example I can play let it be but I can't play any of the pieces they play in Blue Giant. Well, I'm a big Beatles fan, so that's more than enough for me. <laughs> um, so you said that why you wanted to make this into a movie rather than a TV series is because of those performance sequences. So how did you approach that sense of performance? I suppose we have the music from Hiromi Urahara as well. So what came first? How are you staging these performance sequences or the music that you wanted to stage them to? The overall direction was uh, we started with the music uh, and then everything else was, was fitted to the music. No one, none of us knew what Dai's sound would be like to start with. Uh, and there was also the fact that we wanted jazz lovers to, to love this film. And we also wanted to introduce jazz to people who didn't know anything about it. So there was some discussion there about what what the music needed to sound like to achieve that. Mm. And so what were the conversations you had with the team and maybe with Hiromi about how to find that sound, to find the performances? The discussion around Dai's sound was... was something that that uh, was particularly important and we ended up deciding that rather than technique and and phrasing what was more important for him was the passion and the power of the sound and in the manga it, it says that dai even even when he's playing by himself believes that he is the best in the world um, and so we wanted Dai to sound like, we wanted someone to, to play Dai who, even if the sound wasn't quite there, the feeling was there. And looking at the credits for the film, there are so many different animation techniques that you use in the performances. Of course, there's more traditional techniques, CG techniques, motion capture, performance capture, rotoscoping, I think, uh, in the credits I saw. Um, can you tell me how all these different techniques factored in and how you chose what technique to use for what moment? The performance, the la- for, the, for the performances, um, we created the space in, in 3D um, and so the instruments and the amps that are there are also 3D, which is allowed us to change the camera angle and, and use um, different camera work there. Um, and because we were doing that, um, it was hard to then, it would have been difficult to, to have 2D animated characters in that. So that's where the motion capture came in for the characters. Uh, we wanted the performances to feel real. So the bits where the acting is particularly important like the express characters expressions are where the rotoscope rotoscope came into play um, and then the 2d animation was for the more abstract parts it's the sort of the, the sort of stuff that you can only really do with animation um, where the instruments 
much morph uh, and the characters uh, change size and, and there's quite an exaggerated um, exaggerated expression. Uh, particularly, uh, we use the 2D animation for the solos. Um, that's where the abstract animation came in. Um, what I was trying to do was show what it is that the performers are seeing at that point. So when, when you sit down to think about what a performer sees in their imagination when they're performing a solo, how do you dream of what that may look like? How do you come hit on those visual moments? I got some clues from talking to the performers themselves uh, and asking them when they were performing as the character, what did they see? Um, and then for other parts, it just came from listening over and over and imagining that I was performing it myself. And that's something I think is very powerful about this film. I've listened to jazz for since I was a teenager, but I wouldn't be able to start explaining what's good about it. The film does a really fantastic job sitting within that space of the jazz club, seeing what the players experience, but also going through all of the spectators as well about what they experience. And I wonder, with this film, what is it that you wanted to communicate about jazz and music and performance in general? Well, I didn't have much experience of jazz when I started um, working on this. Uh, I didn't have much musical experience. I'd played the piano for a while at primary school. I'd never played the drums. I'd never played the saxophone at that point. Um, and I'd never been to a jazz club. Um, but when I came on board as a director, as I say, the first thing I did was take some saxophone lessons and I went to a lot of jazz clubs and sat in the front row and experienced uh, the, the live performances and until then I'd thought of jazz really as something that played in cafes slow smooth jazz you know relaxing but sitting in the front row I experienced for the first time how passionate and moving uh, the ja that jazz can be and you know I was really feeling the vibrations sitting there uh, and I think a lot of people in Japan don't have that experience of jazz and I would like for them to to discover the the passion and the emotion of jazz. Was there anything specific that you can remember when you spoke with the musicians and with Hiromi for example that you learned from them that we may see in the film when you said you spoke with them about え、えっと、ま、特に参考になったのは、えっと、ま、僕は楽譜の譜面も読むことはできないんですけど、難しい。this bit I was trying to support the piano or I was trying to help out the drum uh, that's reflected I think in the in the film also things like the uh, that you have to change the the wooden bit in the mouthpiece of the saxophone and how a professional holds the instrument and the same with the drums actually the drumsticks um, that a beginner would grip the drumsticks really hard whereas a, a pro would would have a much um, softer grip um, those sort of movements and gestures are something that I picked up from them as well. I think 
something so powerful about this film is that it does capture youthful obsession and passion when the world is your oyster and you are you know you love this um this area of your life that may go on to define the rest of your life as your with your career to take things all the way back do you remember the point where you knew that animation was what something you would want to dedicate your life to was there a particular series or film that inspired it えっと、まず前半の方の話で、えっと、まあ、この映画のすごく個人的に、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、私は、A lot of people can can empathize with, and as well as when this when this film was released in Japan, as well as younger people watching it and enjoying it, I always I've also found that that people in the old of the older generation, men and women older than myself, have have really enjoyed it because it reminds them of themselves when they were young and single minded. In my own case,、uh, there was a time when I was. Preparing to go to university, where I was thinking about what I, what I wanted to do.、Uh, and I chose to study film、um, at university. And the, the starting point for that was Terminator 2. <laughs> what was it about that film that impressed you so much? I mean, I love that film. <laughs> えー、と当時の自分には、えー、とあの映画がどうやって作られているのかっていうのが全然見ててもらってなくて。I mean, it was a great film and I loved it, but I started thinking, how did they make this?、Uh, and I looked around and found a, a making of.、Um, and that was even more interesting in a way, now that I could see how they'd actually、uh, gone about making this.、Um, maybe that's how it started.、Uh, so I went to university to study live action film.、Uh, and then、uh, somewhere along the way, Way I encountered animation.、Um, and this was fascinating the fact that you could create something from nothing、um, absolutely nothing, no form, no light, no shadow, and, and just with a pencil and, and paper、uh, you, could, you could create something. And so I ended up switching to that. To go back to animation, when you said that you saw this full potential of creating something out of nothing, were there any Films that you were watching at the time or series that showed you the potential of animation that you can still remember? At university, a lot of the animation that,、uh, that we watched was art animation, so it wasn't, they weren't showing us things that we could see on TV or in the cinema, it was things that, that we would only get the opportunity to see at university. Do you remember anything in particular? Because we, we love all types of animation on this podcast. はい。Most Japanese people have <laughs> watched Ghibli films. So, yeah, of course, I've seen them. I am particularly fond of Naushka, 
Um, I loved the manga and I was always hoping that it would be made into a, a, an anime. Uh, but the, the manga is, I think, seven volumes long, and the, and the film is just the one volume's worth, so I, I think it's a bit of a, a shame that there's only one volume that's been made into a film. Purely by chance, I was watching Terror in Resonance very recently. Um, I, before I knew I was even speaking to you, and of course you worked on that series. Do you have any memories of working on that series, and particularly working with Shinjiro Watanabe? Oh. So I was assistant director and Watanabe-san was working on another project at the same time at Bones. So he was really busy. Uh, so I remember that I was also really busy. Um, I got to, got, um, got to do a lot on that. I, that was the first time I'd worked with him and I'd always had this image of him as being quite scary. But it turned out he was really nice. Uh, so I, I was reminded that you mustn't judge a book by its cover. Absolutely, yes. I think over here, fans have the picture of him with always with sunglasses on, very cool, uh, unapproachable. But what? How, how does he work? Obviously, he was very busy when you, when you were working with him. But how does he approach a project? There are different types of directors. There are those who want to do everything themselves and there are those who want to bring the best, get the best out of their team. Uh, and Watanabe-san is the latter. Um, he likes to to um, make the most of, of the strengths of his team members and communicate and sees the value uh, in everybody. And so what type of director are you? Are you that latter type as well? Hi, so this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Something that... Um, you mentioned about music as it being this alive performance with the piece of music and the audience being almost in conversation and communication. Of course, we're going to watch the film with an audience tonight, and I wondered what's it been like watching your films on the big screen with audiences? How do you find that experience? When I first started watching the film with audiences, I was really nervous. Um, I, I didn't know how it was going to go down. Uh, it was quite nerve-wracking the first few times. But once I'd experienced that for a few times, um, I started really enjoying how the film would affect people and stay with them. And I was able to start enjoying the experience of sharing that with them. And Maybe this is another old nostalgic question, but... It's very easy when you're young to feel passionate, but then it's even harder to stay passionate as we get older. How do you find inspiration nowadays? Is it from watching films, animation, live action? How do you find inspiration? Yeah, I can, I can empathize with that. Um, what I look for in new projects is always a new challenge. Um, Although, on the other hand, I, I find that there's no end to new, new challenges. There's always something new. So that's a bit of a dilemma. And to finish with, this is a question we ask all our guests. Our podcast started with a recommendation. My friend Jake, who I host the podcast with, had never seen any films by Studio Ghibli. And that's where this podcast came from. I made him watch all of their films. And so 
We like to ask our guests if you were to recommend one filmmaker or studio whose body of work we should watch. Um, who would you recommend? Can I choose my own work? Oh, of course, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's almost very much like Die in the, in, in the film. <laughs> そうですね。じゃあ自分が初めてそのなんていうか原作を持って。I would like I would really like people to watch、uh, Death Billiard and Death Parade, which are the first two projects that I that I worked on that weren't based on IP. Absolutely, we'll we'll go back and share that with our audience. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you. Thank you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have it get thirty, thirty. Have it get thirty. Have it get twenty, twenty, twenty. Have it get twenty, twenty. Have it get fifteen, 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 fifteen. Just fifteen bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Burrow's furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to sixty percent off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com/acast. That's burrow.com/acast. burrow.com/acast. Well, there you have it, folks. There was my conversation with director Yuzuru Tachikawa, whose film Blue Giant is now playing in UK cinemas. Thanks again to the teams at Anime Limited and Fetch Publicity for setting up that interview, and to Beth and Jones for her expert translation. It's always a pleasure working with Beth and on these interviews. We'll be back very soon. With more episodes, if you want to keep up with what we're doing in the time being, you can find us on social media. We are Ghibliatech on Twitter and Ghibliatech.pod on Instagram. You can also find us on Patreon at Patreon.com/Ghibliatech, where we have ad-free episodes, a Discord server, and a special podcast called the Library Cafe, which comes out every two weeks. Which is me and Jake talking about all the things we're doing when we're not talking about the films of Studio Ghibli. That's where we talk about the games we're playing, the films we're watching, our adventures in the real world. We most recently talked about our recent viewing and our activity on Letterboxd. I've unveiled my special Letterboxd viewing challenge for 2024, where I'm trying to watch a film from every year between 1939 and 2009 that I've never seen before. You can keep up with my progress over on the Library Cafe. But thank you so much for listening, folks. We'll be back soon.
Mrs. Hachikawa, thank you so much for speaking with me today. And also, congratulations. The news came in, I guess, this morning for us about the Japan Academy Film Prize, and you're doubly nominated for both Blue Giant and the Detective Conan movie. What was your reaction to that news when it came in? おめでとうございます。ちょうど今日ジャパンアカデミーでこのこの作品もコナンもノミネートされてるという話を伺いまして素晴らしいなと思ったんですけどどんなご感想ですか。えっと非常に光栄でえっとまさかダブルでいただけ
、えー、映画化したいということで、えー、と企画書を受け取り、えー、とそこで原作を初めて読みました、えー、原作を読んだのは、えー、と10巻分を読んだんですけれども、えー、と物語とかキャラクターに引き込まれて、えー、とその日で全部読んだのをすごく覚えていますで、えー、と初めて原作を読んだ時は、えー、とテレビアニメーションに、えー、と向いてると,、えー、と思っていましたその理由は、えー、まあ長いエピソードですしいろんなところにこういい話が散りばめられていて、えー、積み重ねて、えっと、大の成長キャラクターの成長を描いていくのが向いてるんじゃないかと思,思いました、えー、ただ要望は、えっと、映画化を希望されているということで、えっと、その理由はいい音響システムで、えっと、ジャズの演奏を体感してほしいというのが一番の大きな理由でした I'd heard of the manga,、um, but I hadn't read it. Uh, until I was approached with this plan of, of, make, of turning it into a film.、Uh, and then I read the manga. I read all 10 volumes in one go, in one day, because I really got into the story and the characters. And I thought that actually this would be suited to a, a TV series because of the length of it and because there are a lot of really interesting、um, episodes and plot points along the way. And I thought it would be good to have that,、uh, the length of a series to develop the characters. But the main reason for wanting to do it as a film was to let the audience、uh, experience the jazz performances with a cinema sound system. Absolutely. And of course, we should shout out the, the soundtrack, which has also been acclaimed and been nominated for prizes as well. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I find it fascinating about I've read the manga as well. And it doesn't start at the beginning of the manga, it chooses a point to start of moving to Tokyo. So, at what point was that decided and why? そうですねサントラもいろいろノミネートされていると思うしそのあと、えー、でその話がしたいと思いますがまず、えー、おっしゃる通り、えー、この映画は漫画のスタートポイントから始まるわけではなくて途中からこう東京に引っ越すっていうところから始まるんですがそこでスタートするというのはどの段階で決まりましたかえっとまあ、脚本作業を進めていく中で、えー、初めのシーンは、えっと、仙台でのエピソードを描いてそれから東京に行くっていうアイディアもあったんですけれども、えー、やっぱり物語の主眼は、えっと、大だけではなくて、まあ、玉田と幸典この3人のドラマであるっていうところから、えー、映画の全体の尺からかなりスタートの時点で東京に来ないとその3人の成長が描けないっていうのはかなり初期の段階で分かりました。I did think about having the first scenes in Sendai and then moving to Tokyo、um, when I was writing it. But because the film isn't just about Dai, you've also got Yukinori, you've also got Tamada. And considering the length of the film, we needed to get to Tokyo pretty quickly,、um, or there wouldn't be room for all, the, all those characters to grow. So it was decided fairly early on that that's what would happen. 初めは、えっと、大のキャラクターをどう描くのかっていうのも結構試行錯誤があって、まあ、映画の主人公なのでもっと心の葛藤であったりとか壁を乗り越えるっていう、えっと、ドラマ部分を、えっと、大に足そうっていうアイディアもあったんですけれども、えー、大のキャラクター性が、えっと、原則とはかなり変わってしまいそうだったのでそれはなしになって、えー、なんで映画の冒頭で描いてる仙台のシーンは、えっと、大の異常性っていうんですかね雪が降っている寒い中でも、えっと、ひたすらサックスを練習するというキャラクター性、その孤独さを、えっと、描いているシーンになります。One of the things、uh, we struggled with at the beginning was how to portray the character of Dai, 
because as the protagonist of a film, we thought maybe he needed more conflict, more, maybe he needed more obstacles to overcome. Um, but we figured that would make him a different character to the to the one that's portrayed in the manga. Um, so we we didn't do that in the end. But the scene at the beginning in Sendai in the snow, where he's practicing out in the snow in the cold, we thought would, would go some way towards showing what kind of determination he has and and how um, solitary he is in pursuing that. Something I love about the film you know, that's different from starting the manga at the beginning is that you are presented with these so many different perspectives. Of course, you have Diet in the middle. He's so full of passion and raw talent. But then you also have the musical prodigy who's been playing piano since he was five, six years old. You have the drummer who only picks it up because he wants to hang out with some friends. But then you also have older characters as well, all the way down to the, the white-collar salaryman worker who just comes along because he was given a flyer, all experiencing jazz from different perspectives. I wonder, where do you land within all those characters? Are you the, the fierce, passionate one or the, the one that's coming to jazz late in life? The manga to start the point is different. え、この映画の中では見てると思います。ま、中心にこのパッションとか才能を持った大という人がいまして、もう5、6歳からピアノずっとやってる人もいまして、ドラマーはもう友達と一緒にプレイしたくてドラマーをドラミングをし始める人も
what came first? How are you staging these performance sequences or the music that you wanted to stage them to? じゃあ、こうライブのシーンについて少しお話いただければと思います。もちろんあの、上原さんの音楽もあったと思うんですけど、どっちが先に来たんですか音楽の方が先だったんですかこう、あのシーンがビジュアルが先だったんですか一番先
自由にカメラアングルを変えてカメラワークもつけれるようにしてありますアニメーションの技術として 3D のカメラワークが動いている最中にパース変化しながら楽器を演奏する作画を描くというのはかなり難易度が高いので 3D のカメラワークがあるときはキャラクターは 3D でモーションキャプチャーを使っている場合が多いですまずはそこまで The performance, the la- for, the, for the performances,、um, we created the space in, in 3D,、mm. um, and so the instruments and the amps that are there are also 3D, which has allowed us to change the camera angle and, and use、um, different camera work there.、Um, and because we were doing that,、um, it was hard to then, it would have been difficult to, to have 2D animated characters in that. So that's where the motion capture came in for the characters. で演奏シーンの中で、えっと、リアルな演奏は描きたいけれどもキャラクターの表情であったりとか、えー、そういった芝居にフォーカスしている場合はロトスコープを用いていますで、えっと、そういうロトスコープも、えー、モーションキャプチャーも使わず作画している場合はかなりこう抽象的な表現というかアニメーションならではの表現を追求しているカットが多いです例えば楽器が変形したりとか、えー、キャラクターが、えっと、大きさが変わったりとかかなりこう抽象的に表現をオーバーにしているカットが作画で行われています。We wanted the performances to feel real, so the bits where the acting is particularly important, like the characters' expressions, are where the rotoscope came into play. And then the 2D animation was for the more abstract parts. It's the sort of the sort of stuff that you can only really do with animation, where the Instruments morph、uh, and the characters、uh, change size, and, and there's quite an exaggerated,、um, exaggerated expression.、Mm. でえー、と特に、えー、とジャズの特徴であるソロパートに、えー、と特にそういった抽象的な表現とかこう目指していたのはこう演奏者が演奏しているときにこうどんな景色を見ているかというのを表現するために、えー、そういった手法を用いています。Uh, particularly,、uh, we use the 2D animation for the solos.、Um, that's where the abstract animation came in.、Um, what I was trying to do was show what it is that the performers are seeing at that point.、Mm-hmm. So, when, when you sit down to think about how a performer, what a performer sees in their imagination when they're performing a solo, how do you dream of what that may look like? How do you hit on those visual moments? それはじゃあどう思いついたんですかこの演奏者が何を見て演奏しているのかな頭の中どうなっているのかなってどう想像するんですか、えー、とヒントになったのは演奏者たちの、えー、とその時考えていた気持ちであったりとか、まあ、キャラクターとしてこの時どう思って演奏していたのかっていうのを聞いたりもしましたで、えー、とそうではない、えー、と特殊な表現のところは、えー、ともう何度も聞いて、えー、そのライブでソロを演じているのと同じように、えっと、その時の自分の感情で作業している部分が大きいです。Um, I got some clues from talking to the performers themselves、uh, and asking them when they were performing as the character, what did they see?、Mm. Um, and then for other parts, it just came from listening over and over and imagining that I was performing it myself.、Yeah. And that's something I think is very powerful about this film. I've listened to jazz for, since I was a teenager, but I wouldn't be able to start explaining what's good about it. The film does a really fantastic job sitting within that space of the jazz club, seeing what the players experience, but also 
going through all of the spectators as well about what they experience. And I wonder, with this film, what is it that you wanted to communicate about jazz and music and performance in general?おじさんとかにもう、演奏で、え、Well, I didn't have much experience of jazz when I started um, working on this. Uh, I didn't have much musical experience. I'd played the piano for a while at primary school. I'd never played the drums. I'd never played the saxophone at that point. Um, and I'd never been to a jazz club. Um, but when I came on board as a director, as I say, the first thing I did was take some saxophone lessons. And I went to a lot of jazz clubs and sat in the front row and experienced uh, the, the live performances. And until then, I'd thought of jazz really as something that played in cafes, slow, smooth jazz, you know, relaxing. But sitting in the front row, I experienced for the first time how passionate and moving uh, the ja that jazz can be. And, you know, I was really feeling the vibrations sitting there. And I think a lot of people in Japan don't have that experience of jazz, and I would like for them to to discover the, the passion and the emotion of jazz. Mm. And was there anything specific that you can remember when you spoke with the musicians and with Hiromi, for example, that you learned from them that we may see in the film when you said you spoke with them about their relationship with their instrument, with their music? Hiromi-san, yeah,
、えっとまあ、僕は楽譜の譜面も読むことはできないんですけど難しすぎてジャズの譜面がそこの譜面に、えっと、印をつけてくれてここはこうピアニストを助けようと思ってたとかドラムを助けようと思ってたみたいな感情面を、えっと、教えてくれるのがすごく助かりました作品に反映されているところだと思います What was especially useful um, because I The music, the sheet music for the jazz is just too complicated and I can't understand it. Was they would add notes to the music for me、mm. to say how they were feeling at different points. Like this, this bit, I was trying to support the piano or、mm. I was trying to help out the drum.、Uh, that's reflected, I think, in the, in the film. So, for example, the sax is not going to be a piece of. えーまあ、木の部分もあるんですけどそこを変えるそのやり方であったりとか、えー、こういうふうにするとプロっぽいっていう持ち方であったりとかドラムスティックもそうですね硬く握るのが初心者で上級者は柔らかく持つとかそういった動作であったりとか所作みたいなものも、えー、演奏者から聞いて学んでいます。Also things like the、uh, that you have to change the, the wooden bit in the mouthpiece of the saxophone and How a professional holds the instruments,、mm. and the same with the drums actually, the drumsticks,、um, that a beginner would grip the drumsticks really hard, whereas a, a pro would, would have a much、um, softer grip.、Um, those sort of movements and gestures are something that I picked up from them as well.、Mm. I think something so powerful about this film is that it does capture youthful obsession and passion when the world is your oyster and you, are, you know you love this.、Um, This area of your life that may go on to define the rest of your life as your, with your career.、Um, to take things all the way back, do you remember the point where you knew that animation was what's something you would want to dedicate your life to? Was there a particular series or film that inspired it? というのがすごい迫力のある形で伝わってくるんですけどもう一緒に若くてこれが大好きっていうその気持ちでそのこれがこれからこうキャリアになっていくかもしれないし自分の意思は捧げるものになってしまうかもしれませんが監督の場合はそれがアニメなんでしょうがそのこれだって思った瞬間とか映画とかテレビとかを見たのは覚えてますかえー、とまず前半の方の話で、えーとまあ、この映画のすごく個人的に気に入っているところはジャズに限らず描いているものは何にでも応用が効くというか普遍的なことを描いているのが、えー、すごく共感してて野球であったりゲームであったり、まあ、趣味のものでも、えー、自分の好きなものをこう突き詰めていく若いエネルギーというのが、えー、とすごく万人に、えー、共感してもらえるすごく作品のいいところだなと思っています。まずそれを Well, firstly, I think one of the strengths of this, of, of the manga when I read it, was that it's not just about jazz.、Mm. There's a universality to it about that youthful energy. And when you, you find that thing, whether that's, it could be baseball, it could be video games, it could be some hobby, but it's something I think that really resonates and that a lot of people can, can empathize with. それですごく日本でこの作品を見たファンは若い人もいるんですけどかなり自分より年上の
、えー、おじさまおばさまがすごく褒めてくださっていることが多くて、えー、やっぱりその昔その一途だった自分というかまっすぐ進んでた自分をすごく思い出すようで、えー、共感してもらえることが多かったです。And as well as when this film was released in Japan, as well as younger people watching it and enjoying it, I've also found that, that people in the old, of the older generation, men and women older than myself, have, have really enjoyed it because it reminds them of themselves when they were young and single minded. So, the story is 自分が何をしたいのかっていうのを見つめる期間みたいなものがあって、えー、映画の勉強、まあ、映画を作ってみたいなと思って大学を選びましたその作品のきっかけになっているのは「えっと、ターミネーター2」だと思います。In my own case,、uh, there was a time when I was preparing to go to university where I was thinking about what I, what I wanted to do、uh, and I chose to study film、um, at university and the The starting point for that was Terminator 2. <laughs> What was it about that film that impressed you so much? I mean, I love that film. It's one of my <laughs> favorites. What was it about that film that impressed you so much? I mean, I love that film. It's one of my favorites. What was it about that film that impressed you so much? I mean, I love that film. It's one of my favorites. 自分が見てた映画が裏側ではこうなっていたんだとか、えっと、その制作過程みたいなものを見てすごく興味映画そのものよりもさらにこう深まって面白く感じたっていうのが、えっと、きっかけだと思います。I think it was because I couldn't fathom how it had been made.、Um, I mean, it was a great film and I loved it, but I started thinking, how did they make this? Uh, and I looked around and found a, a making of.、Mm. Um, and that was even more interesting in a way now that I could see how they'd actually、uh, gone about making this.、Um, and maybe that's how it started. So, I'm g o i 影も形もないところからこう紙と鉛筆でね手で書いて動きを作っていくっていう面白さにえと興味が湧いて途中からアニメーションの方向に転向しました。そして、私は大学に行って学習アクションフィルムを学習しました。そして、私はアクションフィルムを学習しました。そして、私はアクションフィルムを Absolutely nothing, no form, no light, no shadow, and, and just with a pencil and, and paper,、uh, you, could, you could create something. And so I end up switching to that.、Mm. I find it very funny、um, that you say the older generation feel nostalgic watching the film, because I guess that means I'm part of the older generation now. It made me feel very nostalgic for the time when I moved to London, the huge city of the country, which was full of such possibility but was so overwhelming. I think that's what this film captures as well a place of possibility, but a place that's overwhelming as Tokyo is.、Mm. Did you feel that way when you moved to Tokyo for university? I don't know. 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 I don't
感じましたね。というのをじいさんなんか僕は<笑>あのロンドンに来た時思い出してもう可能性が無,無限にあってでもちょっとこう圧倒されそうな場所が、まあ、ロンドンにあって、まあ、この映画の中ではそれ感じるんですけれども監督も東京に来られた時はそんな感じだったんですかえっと、僕は出身が、えっと、埼玉県という場所で、えっと、東京にはすぐ出れる場所だったので東京に出てくるという気持ちはなかったんですけど、えっと、多くの,あの日本に住む若者は、えっと、地元で生まれてから結構東京に上京するという機会が多くて、えっと、そういう気持ちは想像することができますし実際にそういう声もものすごく多いです東京に来た自分を思い出すというか初心に帰るというんですかね。Uh, well, I, I come from Saitama, which isn't that far from Tokyo, so it wasn't a big deal really coming to Tokyo.、Uh, but a lot of J- Japanese young people do have that opportunity to come from you know, far, the far reaches of the country to Tokyo, so it's easy to imagine that they would feel that way. And a lot of people have told me as well that that's, that's, that they have, that's resonated with them. To go back to animation, when you said that you saw this full potential of creating something out of nothing, were there any Films that you were watching at the time or series that showed you the potential of animation that you can still remember? Anime to the zero から作るっていうことを初めて知った時はこのアニメ映画とかこの,このアニメシリーズとかを見て、えー、アニメのポテンシャルに気づいたっていうのありました。えっとまあ、もともとその大学で出会ったアニメーションというのは、えっと、アート系のアニメーションがすごく多くて、えー、自分が通ってた大学だと,、えっと放映しているテレビアニメーションとか映画を見るというよりは、えー、大学でしか見れないアニメーションであったりとか、えっと、昔の作っ人が作った古いアートアニメーションを学ぶことが多かったです。At university, a lot of the animation that,、uh, that we watched was art animation, so it wasn't, <laughs> they weren't showing us things that we could see on TV or in the cinema, it was things that, that we would only get the opportunity to see at university. Do you remember anything in particular? Because we, we love all types of animation、yeah. on this podcast. Animation, what do you like to do? What do you like to do? Art animation. Yuri Nordstein. Yuri Nordstein. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Incredible, incredible work. Of course, the name of the podcast is Ghibli Attack, and it's always a bit embarrassing, but we do love asking people working animation about their relationship with the films of Studio Ghibli. Were you watching those films at the time? Did you have any relationship with them at all? Were you inspired by them? ジブリとの関係についてもせっかくなんで聞くようにしていまして、ジブリの映画とか見たりしてましたかはい、あのー、日本人で見てない人ほとんどいないんじゃないですかね。み見てます、もちろん。I think most Japanese people have watched Ghibli films, so yeah, of course, I've seen them. で、北のあ風の谷のナウシカ、すごい好きで、えっと、特に原作が好きなんですけれども、えっと、映像化されないかなってずっと思ってます。漫画。漫画。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。うん。Uh, but the, the manga is, I think, four,、uh, seven volumes long, and the, 
And the film is just the one volume's worth, so I, I think it's a bit of a, a shame that there's only one volume that's been made into a film. Purely by chance, I was watching Terror in Resonance very recently. Um, I, before I knew I was even speaking to you, and of course you worked on that series. Do you have any memories of working on that series and particularly working with Shinjiro Watanabe? あの、え、すごくたくさんの仕事をやらせてもらえたなって思ってます。So uh, I was assistant director and Watanabe-san was working on another project at the same time at Bones. So he was really busy. Uh, so I remember that I was also really busy. Um I got to, got um got to do a lot on that. そこで初めて仕事したんですけど、えっと自分の想像だと渡辺さんかなりこう怖い人なイメージ。あったんですけど、実際はかなり優しくて、え、人はこう見た目ではね、判断しちゃいけないなってすごく思いました。え、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ、あ
、えー、とやっぱり初めはですね、えー、とすごく緊張することが多いんですけれども自分の作った映画がどういうふうにお客さんに受け入れてもらえるかっていうのは、えー、と特に気になるし一緒にいることが怖いと思う時もあります。えー、ただ、えー、と何度かそういった経験をさせてもらって、えー、とやっぱり自分の作ったものが誰かの心に残って響いていくっていうのはすごくいい経験だしそれをこう一緒に共有することができるのは非常に嬉しいことですね。When I first started watching the film with audiences, I was really nervous.、Um, I didn't know how it was going to go down.、Uh, it was quite nerve wracking the first few times. But once I'd experienced that for a few times,、um, I started really enjoying how the film would affect people and stay with them. And I was able to start enjoying the experience of sharing that with them. Maybe this is another old nostalgic question, but it's very easy when you're young to feel passionate, but then it's even harder to stay passionate as we get older. How do you find inspiration nowadays? Is it from watching films, animation, live action? How do you find inspiration? Another passion to the Hanasni Modenimasaga, a Wakamono, Wakai Stotosteva, my passion, or what to Wakiasika to Moimasaga, Sorozuto Tamote Kunoga, Nakanakabuskasi to Moimasaga, Kantoka dosatemaska, Ima no inspiration, what do it to Koroka, Kimaska, Jishaega, Anime, Nandisho. 特にそういう意味だとすごく共感できるんですけど僕は監督を引き受けるときに、えっと、何か次に新しいチャレンジができるんじゃないかっていうのを、えっと、常に求めて、えっと、監督作業をしてて、えー、チャレンジっていう意味で言うとなんかこう終わりがないなって思う時がありますそのどんな作品をやってもまた次新しい作品やるときに永遠にチャレンジする課題みたいなものが生まれてきてしまいなんかそこのジレンマに陥ってるっていうことはよくあります。デマというか苦しみっていうんですかねいく,いくらやっても終わらないみたいな Yeah, I can, I can empathize with that、um, What I look for in new projects is always a new challenge、um, Although on the other hand I, I find that there's no end to new, new challenges There's always something new So that's a bit of a dilemma、hmm. And to finish with, this is a question we ask all our guests. Our podcast started with a recommendation. My friend Jake, who I host the podcast with, had never seen any films by Studio Ghibli, and that's where this podcast came from. I made him watch all of their films. And so we like to ask our guests if you were to recommend one filmmaker or studio whose body of work we should watch,、um, who would you recommend? It could be animation or live action or anything. えー、必ずこのポッドキャストのゲストさんに聞くようにしてますがおすすめこのポッドキャストが始,始まったのも、えー、ジェイクという友達一緒にポッドキャストやってる友達がいるんですけど彼はジブリを一作も作品も見てなくて、うん、ぜひ見てくださいって言ってあの見て全部見せてあのこのポッドキャストを始めたんですけど必ず聞くのは、えー、一人の監督またはフィルムメーカーまたは一つのスタジオの作品をぜひ見てくださいっていうのも。というのがあれば教えてください。アニメでも自社でも。うん。これ自分の作品でもいいんですか。Can I choose my own work? Oh, of course, absolutely. <笑> I mean, it's, if you, if, if, that's almost very much like die in the, in the film. ね、<笑>そうですね。じゃあ自分が初めてそのなんていうか
原作を持って、えっと、作品を作った作品があるんですけど「えー、デスピリアド」っていう作品と「デスパレード」っていう作品が初めて自分でオリジナルで作った作品なんで見たことがない人がいたらそれをぜひ見てほしいです。Mm. I would like, I would really like people to watch、uh, Death Billiard and Death Parade, which are the、mm-hmm. first two projects that I, that I worked on that weren't based on IP. Okay, absolutely. We'll, we'll go back and share that with our audience. <laughs> Thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just $95, bucks, including anti reflective, scratch resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365 day returns. Support comes from ServiceNow. The AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.